Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Believe You Are a Good Mom podcast. I'm Emily Wardrop from Drop the Word Life Coaching, where we help moms of young kids drop power struggle wars to create more peace in their parenting. Do you want to be a good mom? I will tell you the one simple secret of how to be a good mom. You already are. Don't believe me? You've come to the right place. I'm glad you're here. I've got you. Because when you truly believe you are a good mom, everything will change for you as you live into the truth of who you've always been. Let's get started. Okay, good morning, my friends. I have a really fun, special Christmas episode for you today. Shalom Havarim, Shalom Havarim. That's not Christmas. That's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. (laughs) I have a special Hanukkah episode for you today. So I know this song from my childhood. When I was in elementary school, they didn't just cut Christ out of Christmas completely (laughs) to keep church and state separate or whatever reason it is that they talk about the Grinch and Rudolph, but not Jesus. Anyway, they, um, they tried to respect all the holidays that were happening in December. So I learned about Hanukkah. I learned about, it sounds like they're doing that a little bit because my daughter came home telling me all about something happening in India. Oh, the lights. Anyway, clearly it was a little too chaotic for me to ingest what she was teaching me, but I should ask her because it was interesting. Anyway, I learned about Hanukkah and I learned about Kwanzaa. And ever since I learned about Kwanzaa, when Kwaku shout out to Kwaku, when his mom came to our class and taught us all about Kwanzaa, I was like obsessed with Ghana and it's still on my bucket list. I want to go to Ghana someday ever since then. So elementary school, it's very uh, formative years. My kids are in right now. Anyway, so I have the Shalom Havarim song stuck in my head, like not just in December, like it's kind of a Anyway, I say shalom all the time, okay? <laughs> and so I sang it to my son in the car the other day, and he was like, what's that even mean? And then I break out into song, and I feel like Fiddler on the Roof when I sing it. And um, and I'm like, I don't know what it means. Something Hebrew, something about Hanukkah, I don't know. <laughs> and maybe something about a dreidel, I don't know. Because that's the other song that's stuck in my head from elementary school. Oh, dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. Oh, dreidel, 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 with my dreidel I will play. So anyway, <laughs> um, the point is, I did not know what shallow meant. And then last night, I was making this friendship bracelet right here, and I needed some background music. So I turned on The Chosen. P.S. Are you familiar with The Chosen? Holy where have you been? If you're not, um, get with it. If you haven't, amazing. So they just released season three, but last year at Christmas time, they did this fun Christmas concert and they had all these fun, like Christian rock singers worshiping, getting excited about Christmas and the nativity. And, and so I was listening to that and they have some monologues interspersed in that concert. And if you're interested, The Chosen has its own app that you can get on your phone or your Roku or whatever streaming device, The Chosen. Download it now and check it out. It's incredible. Anyway, so all of a sudden she starts teaching us what shalom means. And I was like, what, Quentin? Listen, ask and you shall receive, buddy. (laughs) Like he was like, what does shalom mean? And then like two days later, shalom means. And so I finally learned and I just want to share it with you today because it's so good. Okay, so shalom means peace. (laughs) And that's, I think, 
I think, I think I might've known that. Cause I think that was one of the things I guess I was like, I, oh, this is what I told him in the car the other day. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's like, um, aloha. I think it means hello and goodbye. And I think it's like, peace be with you. Like peace be with you as you go about your day when you say goodbye to somebody. So I think I kind of knew that. But anyway, when she was telling me for sure, I was just blown away. This is so fun. So shalom means peace, wholeness, perfection, tranquility. It's the Hebrew for hello and goodbye. So peace be with you, my friends. This is my message today. This is my Christmas message, my Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Um, all the holidays all year long. I want peace to be with you. Okay. That's the whole deal here at drop the war life coaching. We drop power struggle wars to create more peace in our parenting. We drop the war to create peace or to find peace is what my logo says. Cause that's what I used to say, but I don't know about finding it. It's more about creating it. Okay. So how do you create peace? When you live in a house full of these littles, even last night when I heard that, I was like, stop, rewind, record. I was trying to record her explaining what it meant. And, and then when I tried to listen to the recording just now to quote it exactly, there was no peace to be found. There was all sorts of chaos between me and the TV. And so all I could hear was my kids <laughs> being kids instead of what I was trying to learn from her. So I'm like, this is classic. <laughs> it's just so classic. So that is the thought, right? That it's hard to find peace in a house full of littles because it's very chaotic. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of stimuli, especially my ears. Hearing gets overstimulated for sure. And we call it, I need to go in my quiet box because they have these things called calm boxes or whatever for kids to like calm down. You know, it's like a box with crayons and whatever else that they can play with and get some sensory calming you know, nervous system calming, whatever your calm box, or maybe they call it a quiet box. I don't know to go over there. It's not like a timeout corner. It's like a sit in the corner and play with your quiet box stuff. <laughs> anyway, we just need some peace and quiet and calm sometimes, right? Amidst just the sensory overload of having kids. So sometimes that's not possible, right? Cause we got to get them to school and that, you know, <laughs> chunk of time in the morning is not peaceful. It's quite chaotic <laughs> and stressful and all the things, right? Or maybe we're just kind of dreading the Christmas season. It's just a little much. <laughs> There's a lot of extra stimuli. They're not at school. So it's just all day, every day for a big chunk of December. <laughs> and, um, and it's just a lot, right? And we're talking about peace on earth. We want to create peace in our own homes but how the heck do we do that? So let's talk about shalom. Okay. Peace, wholeness, perfection, tranquility. Those are the words that she used to describe what shalom means. So wholeness, perfection, tranquility, I think is what we kind of usually think of. Like when I say, how can you have peace amongst the chaos? It's like, yeah, how can it be tranquil when it's chaotic? doesn't really make that much sense, but the other two make a little more sense. So wholeness and perfection, that's what we're going to talk about. So I often talk about <laughs> that we're not going to be perfect moms, of course, because that's ridiculous. There was only ever one perfect person on the earth, right? And we're celebrating his birth right now, but that's not the goal is to like be as perfect as Jesus was. The point is that because of Christ, we can be perfected 
in the long run, <laughs> right? Like the eternal perspective of the plan. Not that we're going to be perfect moms right now. Not that we need to be perfect in order to be a good mom. You are a good mom and you're in this human experience. It's an experience. The whole point is for learning, for growth, for development, for perfection in the long run. <laughs> and what perfect means is wholeness. And so that's fun. That wholeness and perfection are right there together. So complete is a more, um, they say that's a more accurate translation. When the scriptures say perfect, it means complete. So wholeness, shalom, peace. It means that also. So what is this wholeness that we're going for? Be your whole you. I did a whole episode on this. What we think when we think that we're looking for peace is an absence of negative emotion, right? When we think of peace, we think it's a feeling that feels like calm. And because that's, that's kind of the flow of emotions where people start saying that, oh, I just want to feel calm and peaceful and tranquility, you know, all of that. It's kind of in that family of emotions. But today I was thinking about, you know, sharing this message of peace be with you, my friends. It's not an absence of trials or of negative emotion. It's a peace that it's all part of the plan. It's all good. It's all for your good. Peace is a state of mind. It's a way of being. It's a calm reassurance that everything is as it should be. When things get wild, breathe in the shalom. Acceptance. Fill your acceptance battery with shalom. Just breathe it in. <laughs> okay? So literally, when things are getting wild, you know what that looks like for you and yours. <laughs> for me, it's like what it feels like is a million requests. Everybody wants me to do something. And I start pitching my own little adult tam temper tantrum. I just did this yesterday. Wait, guys, I am trying to do something right now. And everybody wants me to do something for them. Just chill out. Wait, hold on. I'm doing something right now. Or the short version is look at my hands. <laughs> That's like my code word for dude, I'm busy. <laughs> or I'll even say that my hands are busy right now. Um, because I can literally only do one thing at a time. As women, we think that we can multitask. It's not really true. It's just one of those expectations we have on that long list of ridiculous stuff that we cannot actually accomplish. <laughs> we don't multitask. Our brain can focus on one thing at a time. It's very good at switching tracks, especially a woman's brain is all over the place. <laughs> and like, I love those visuals of a woman's brain versus a man's brain. <laughs> um, so it's because we're taking in all the stimuli. Like, thank you, Heavenly Father, for making our brains this way <laughs> so that we can take care of the children because we can hear all of their requests all at once. Men, you know, in a neurotypical, stereotypical, whatever way, their brain is like um, more tunnel vision and they can like focus and concentrate really well on one thing at a time because everything else kind of gets blurred out. And, um, but that means the baby's crying and he can't even hear it because he's focused on what he's doing versus I can hear the baby crying and all the kids, you know, fighting and asking me for this and that and the other and like 9 million things all at once. And that it's very overstimulating, right? And so when things get wild, breathe in shalom. Okay. So literally breathe and think 
shalom, <laughs> like peace be with you, like peace be with me. I need some peace right now. So breathe in the peace, breathe in the shalom. That inhale is like a breath of life. Breathe in new life. You literally get a new life every time you breathe. You get a new state of mind. Like this, the uh, it's physiologically proven now, right? There's so much talk of breath and breathing and what it does for you. So breathing in that new um, body full of oxygen, it changes your brain. You're in fight or flight. Your nervous system is in fight or flight and breathing calms your nervous system. So it's literally like breathing in the calm. You calm your nervous system with that breath. That is how you get to peace. So you can have peace amidst the chaos by just breathing. So literally breathe. So my mom used to do this thing where she'd like purse her lips really small and we'd like run. <laughs> that was like sign for like mom's mad. And, um, and, but I don't know what we were afraid of because after she took that breath, it's not like she exploded because that breath changed her. <laughs> like she wasn't mad. Like we knew that we had done something that quote unquote made her mad, you know, but, um, but she would, you know, and I know in those days they used to say count to 10 and you can count to 10 and still be mad. If you're not breathing, <laughs> you got to make sure you breathe through those 10 anyway. So breathe in the Shalom. Okay. It's a state of mind. It's not necessarily an emotion. Okay. So emotions come from our thoughts and that's, that's what I've been trying to do. I'm trying to like find some patience. Like what are the thoughts that lead to the emotion of patience? But if you think of it as just a state of mind itself, so it's not necessarily a thought leads to an emotion. It's like, um, what Paul Jenkins was telling us on, Oh wait, <gasps> Oh, that's coming like tomorrow to day after tomorrow. Okay. I don't think he says it on my podcast. It's already on here, but I was on his podcast, which is coming out day after tomorrow. And, um, Oh, I just went blank on top of my head what his podcast is called, but look up Dr. Paul Jenkins. Um, he talks about thinking about the way you think instead of just your thoughts, you know? Oh, JK, that was Ben Pugh who did that. <laughs> anyway, okay, and that is on the podcast. So Ben Pugh, that's who it was. The way you think, not just your thoughts. So it's a state of mind. It's a type of, it's a way of thinking. So today, now that you've heard this, you can never not think it again. <laughs> I mean, you can forget for sure, but um, shalom, it's like I knew that it meant peace, but I kind of like forgot, you know, <laughs> it's in those dusty corners of my memory somewhere. So it's peace is a state of mind. You can be in the state of shalom, even if you're frazzled, even if you're frustrated, irritated, annoyed over it, resentful, all the things, <laughs> all the negative emotions we think we're going to coach ourselves out of that are just part of our human experience. So the beautiful and glorious who just started talking to me on Marco Polo, um, Heo North just said to me this morning that she was so grateful that she, that God didn't intervene in her human experience. So grateful for all those negative emotions that she's had to go through because of what she learned from them. So that my friends is what I think that Shalom means. It is a peace that it's all good. It's all for our good. It's a calm reassurance that everything is as it should be. So it's the resistance to the reality that makes us so frustrated 
for sure. Frustration is that space between expectation and reality. We're frustrated because we expected our kids would get along and they're fighting again. We expected that when we taught them how to deal with interpersonal problems, that they would just learn that and do it, (laughs) but they don't. And so we feel frustrated that our expectation is not being met. We feel resentful, same thing, similar reasons, but acceptance, let's fill up that acceptance battery of our AAA batteries. It's a calm reassurance that everything is as it should be. The kids are just being kids. That's my quick brain hack. Oh, the kids are being kids. That's what kids do. Oh, I'm being me. That's what I do. (laughs) Adults are being adults. That's what they do. They expect the kids to be a little more mature and, you know, able than they are. And we expect ourselves to be a little more mature and able than we are. And we're all just being humans. The humans are just being humans. That is the shalom, my friends, the wholeness of the plan, trusting that the plan is working, that this is all as it should be. Acceptance. When things get wild, breathe in the shalom. Now, this is the opposite. Okay, this is another fun Hebrew word I learned this year as we're studying the Old Testament. I loved this word. I obsessed over it and I love it and I still love it to this day, but I feel like it's kind of the opposite of shalom. What I want, I don't want acceptance that the kids are being kids. What I want is shema. <laughs> so shema is something that God expects of us, but I expect it of my kids. <laughs> so shema is like to hear and obey. Like all these Hebrew words are like really thick and rich and they mean a lot of stuff. And then we like dumb it down to two little English words. That's not really like the whole essence, but the basic gist, (laughs) the cliff notes version of what Shema means for me, from what I understand is hear and obey. Like God gives us a commandment. We hear it. We obey it. Boom. (laughs) That's what he expects of us, which sounds like a very Old Testament God, right? But it's a lot deeper than that, and and we understand it a lot deeper. But what I want is for my kids to just hear and obey. The first time, right away, <laughs> I say jump. They say, how high, mom? <laughs> and just do it, <laughs> right? Like, let's go. Time for school. Put on your shoes. Wow, they have their shoes on all of a sudden. That's what I'm expecting. And if I don't consciously realize that that's what I'm expecting, then I don't know where the frustration is coming from when they don't do that. <laughs> right. But when I realize that my own, my frustration is coming from my own thoughts, my own expectations, not that they didn't shema, then I understand and I get a little more shalom. <laughs> okay. So acceptance of them as they are, acceptance of us as we are, that it's all part of a perfect whole plan. Instead of, um, hello, what's wrong with these kids? Why can't they just shema? (laughs) Okay. So that's what I want them to do. Just shema. Hear me and obey. The first time, just do it. But when I know that that is ridiculous because they have their own agency and they're going to do what they want to do, And if I want them to do what I want them to do, I'm for sure going to have to at least say it more than once. Like, first of all, they didn't hear me the first time. Second of all, they're doing what they want to do. And nobody wants to stop doing what they're doing to just do what somebody else told them to do, like instantly and for no other reason than to just shema. 
nobody wants to do that. So, um, so Shema to hear and obey. That's what I want them to do. But Shalom is what they are doing. It's who they are. Shalom is like acceptance of that, that they have their own agency, that they're their own person. They're doing their thing. They're doing what they want to do right now. Like sleeping, <laughs> you know, I expect that I just turn on the music and everybody knows, oh, it's time to wake up. And they just get up and go to the bathroom and get dressed and get them to, like, get ready for the day, get their, <laughs> like, eat their breakfast, get their backpacks on by themselves. I just expect them to be an adult, really. <laughs> and their kids, they barely started school. Why do I expect them to like have this routine down already? The Shema is ridiculous. So Shalom is a much more useful state of mind because I've been in the state of mind of they just need a Shema and that is ridiculous. So Shalom is an acceptance that they are doing what they are doing. They are who they are. I just breathe and love and joy and acceptance and just enjoy who they are and who I am and enjoy our life instead of expecting it to be any different. It is what it is. Shalom, my friends. Peace be unto you this season. <laughs> enjoy the season. Enjoy. It is what it is. You stressed about gifts all month long and then they open their presents and they act like little rats that you didn't get them the right thing. Shalom, my friends. <laughs> it's okay. They're just kids being kids. And we're just adults being adults. We're all humans being humans. Breathe in the shalom. Feel the peace. And let it fill your whole soul with acceptance. Fill up that battery that it is what it is right now. You are a good mom. They are good kids. Oh, it gets me every time. They did it again last night saying something about bad guys and good guys. Oh, I'm like, what is this? I'm so not into the bad guy, good guy story. And so this is what I always say. There's no bad guys and good guys. Everyone's good and they do bad things sometimes. <laughs> right? That's really how I feel about it. So because God made all of us, we're all sons and daughters of God and we have agency and we make choices. And some of those choices are not quote unquote good. We do bad things. That doesn't mean we are bad. We are good. You are a good mom and you're doing whatever you're doing and you may call it the best you can. You might not like that. <laughs> I personally don't like that phrase. So I'm like, I could always do better. So it's never the best I could, but I am good. I am doing what I'm doing and I am good and I am a human. <laughs> and that duality is a little bit confusing, but that's the state we're in. It's a little bit confusing. Okay, but it's all good. And that is the message of Shalom. Peace, wholeness. The plan as a whole is perfect. And what's happening right now is perfect. So get in that peaceful state of mind. Enjoy the next couple of weeks celebrating. Shalom Havarim, my friends. Shalom. Hold on. I looked up what Shalom Havarim specifically means. Do I still have it here? Goodbye and be safe, my friends. Until we meet again, have peace. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about how you can believe that you are a good mom, head over to dropthewordlifecoach.com forward slash believe and you get access to my free 
pre-recorded masterclass that will teach you all about the hands-on exactly how to to believe that you are a good mom start believing right now feel the peace my friend we got this you got this see you there